This episode of Please Blow My Mind is brought to you by the team at Float Culture. Float Culture are the leaders in New Zealand for float tank services. If you're a float tank newbie and you want to get in there and learn how to meditate in the dark weightlessness of your mind, boom, floatculture.co.nz is your place to go. If you're a float culture guru or a float guru, then jump online, get into the rest program, go from one to two and all of the awesomeness in between. Catapult your mind into space via floatculture.co.nz. And here we go. Please blow my mind for another week. My name is Will Fleming. I want to thank you all for joining me on the podcast. It's a privilege to bring you episodes every week, to bring you conversations, to bring you thoughts with interesting people. Really, it is meaningful for me. I hope it's meaningful for you. We've had some cracker episodes over the last few weeks, and today's episode is no different. But before we jump into that, I just want to acknowledge something. I want to thank all the people that raised money for me in the Give a Little page. My Give a Little page is now closed. That's because I now have enough, I know, that's weird, to go out and buy a caravan. And I want to thank every single person who believed in me and the journey of this caravan, this mobile podcast studio. It's happening, team, and that's amazing for me. It's what happens when you dare to dream. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out exactly how you thought it would, but that's good. Because things never work out exactly how we think they will. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And I'm just super appreciative that you backed me. And now I'm going to back you. And we're getting out there. And we're buying a caravan. And we're doing it up. And it's going to be called The Fortress. And The Fortress is a a shout out to Superman and his Fortress of Solitude. The place he went to learn all of his lessons. And that's what this fortress is to me it's the place we get to learn lessons from people who are doing it who have done it who have ideas that are worth sharing and aren't scared to share those ideas so there we go boom we're doing it we've done it we're in it this is awesome my guest today is Sasha Telight he is a delight to speak to yeah I just made that up boom look at this guy He's a radio DJ. Um, Sasha is an interesting person because he brings the light. He is the light, if you think metaphorically, the light in a dark place. He's someone that I came across on LinkedIn and I just kind of liked his vibe. I know I use that vibe word, vibe word again, but I don't know how to describe things like this. You know, I don't have an algorithm that helps me find guests. I have a feeling. And when I come across someone who I think has a feeling that is interesting, I act on that. And Sasha is one of the people that I asked if he'd join me on my show because I felt that vibe. And the vibe was strong. And at times I get a bit too excited in this episode and I just keep talking. So hopefully that's not too off-putting. I wanted to just listen, but I can't help it when I'm really excited just want to talk I just want to ask questions so let's kick off this episode I thank you again for joining the journey for backing me for blowing our minds together and how cool is this this is such a cool this is such a cool thing you know for all the darkness in the world I'm so pumped that we get to bring a little bit of light so let's get into this episode with Sasha Tearlight and thank you all for blowing my mind 
We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Now, pronunciation of your name. Sasha. Yeah. And T-Light. T-Light. Yes. Wow, that means the light, eh? In a way, yes. Um, I came up with it after I read Tao Te Ching. That is a spiritual book. Um, like Taoism, I think, is the seventh biggest religion in the world. Right. And it's mainly um, based on the writing of Lao Tzu 2,500 something years ago, the Tao Te Ching. And after I read that, I came up with Te, Tao Te Ching and Sasha Te. And I thought of light, what is, what is the highest in a way. And light is just, yeah, there's light. <laughs> It's something that is so important, but very little people... It's so awesome that people don't recognize it, right? Yeah. But the first thing you want to do when you watch a scary film is turn the light on. It's like <laughs> the safest place ever. Right. And I I, I kind of forget that, you know? Like, sometimes I take my kids for a walk, and um, we go to the top of mountains, and they say, Dad, what's cool about this? And I say, well, you hardly ever get to look far your world is all around here and your selfie world and your game world, your eyes can also look a long way. And there's all those little things like light and, and you know, the feeling of the sun and, and wind. And isn't it amazing that we just forget about that stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, you're from Germany. I was born in Germany, right? Yeah. And, and um, now you're a citizen of the world. A ki- a Kiwi. <laughs> How long have you been in New Zealand? Um, in two days, it will be on the day nine months now. Wow. And you're here full time? You, you're... Yeah. Why New Zealand? Uh, it really just happened. Um, back then in Germany, I had the urge to go to Mount Olymp in Greece. Mm-hmm. And I traveled through Europe, the Balkan, um, did a bit of hitchhiking cool. and traveling by bus and then hiking up Mount Olymp, mm. which was really amazing. And then it was around one year ago, it got a bit cold in germany and i did not feel like winter so i took a plane to singapore traveled a bit in thailand again malaysia then i came to australia and then i ended up in melbourne and there was a flight to auckland and and are you someone who kind of like just follows your feeling a little bit like is that because that's not the german way is it the german way traditionally is we make a plan we stick to that plan (laughs) and we become the best at that plan absolutely yeah i think that's uh yeah I am absolutely in tune with my inner voice and mm. I do not plan long term and I have some thoughts long term still. Um, I live week by week in a way and yeah. see whatever comes up and do these things. Yeah. Why do you think people try and plan so long term? So for example, when you say live week by week, what that makes me feel is that you can change and adapt with where you need to be. Mm-hmm. For example... Uh, if you're planning super long term, it might be a mortgage on your home. That's like a 30 or 40 year plan. There's mm. no adapting. So when life asks you to change and you can't, there has to be a, 
uh, it has to be something negative towards that, you know, because it's like you're trapped a little bit and no one, I don't think many people like to be trapped. Where does that come from, from you? What, you know, is there, is there, um, were you taught this? Do you think that it was inbuilt in you? And I'm trying to work these things out because, you know, people like to hear different stories and they try and apply it in their own life. But I'm trying to work out, well, are there things that can't be taught or are there things that we're just given, you know, like a talent? Is there ways that um, we can actually share this stuff or is it just luck? And I'm kind of open to all of it, but I'm interested in your interpretation. Why do you think you think the way you do? I think a lot is, well, we are raised by our parents, so we took on a lot of from our parents. Yeah. And I think um, I got a lot of honesty, loyalty um, from my mother and uh, my father. Mm. Um, the way I am now is quite different because my, that, my, my parents were splitting up and my father died quite young right. when I was quite young. So I tend to books. I read a lot. And really a lot, especially through um, flaxseed, like they are the perfect nutrition for the brain. Mm -hmm. And I got really a um, hunger and drive to read and read and learn. And now I'm really, like I mainly through another guy who's doing podcast, Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. um, he um, asked lots of people and asked um, what is one characteristic of their success and it's meditation. Mm. So since I started meditation then, um, this is really being in alignment with myself and listening inside. And this is really my main source of inspiration and how I uh, do the things. Mm. And Sasha, with meditation, I think for a lot of the population, including me, when I hear that, it feels like I have to do something. And I'm, I'm trying to work out what's a way we can explain meditation so it would be more like you would like to do it or you just it's it's like breathing or it's something a little bit more um, with you so I think a lot of people think of it as like going to the gym and maybe it is but how do you describe it because my fascination with meditation is it's clearly good why don't more people want to do it like why do we have to say it's a good thing for example love right it's something that you feel. It's something that you want to do. I mean, there's a reason to, to, to be with someone, to maybe have a family. These are all things that um, there's not someone selling that, or maybe there is. But <laughs> for the most part, it works by itself. I feel like meditation, it makes people feel like, oh, I've got to do it for five minutes. And I don't know why that is. If it's so for example, when I go for a hike, Maybe I'm meditating and I don't know it, you know, and, and how can we find more ways to say to people, um, look, doing all these things, you're also meditating because meditation is, you know, maybe being more self-aware, spending that time in the now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Absolutely, it's yeah. almost like, a, it's again, going back to that thing. We have these amazing bits of uh, realizations and, and, and now it's time to pass them on. And I kind of think on their own, it's amazing. But you add in meditation, you add in, you know, um, working out at the gym, you add in spending time with your family, and all of these things become overwhelming. And I'm trying to find ways that we can 
synchronize it all a bit more. So, for example, a maybe it's going back to that walk one time a week, going with my kids up a hill. What does that cover? Okay, so it covers some family time. It covers maybe some meditation if we have five minutes of no talking and just walking and thinking. It covers exercise, you know, and it feels a bit more like um, something we can we can want to do instead of ticking off. Now, I've talked a lot there. What do you think about what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are great insights. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and I think being mindful uh, all the time is a great thing. And meditation then is a is a practice, a bit like brushing our teeth. Yes. Um, brushing our teeth is um, cleaning the mouth in mm. a way. And meditation is cleaning the mind. It's being in harmony. Um, I really feel the difference on days when I do meditation and I like I do not remember one day when I have not done it for like years now. Yeah. Um, still when I do it less than I feel yeah I feel different now mm. and I, I now I'm really at that stage that I'm in perfect harmony and blissful pleasure I wow. enjoy every moment in my life really and this is a state of mind which I really feel I got to this point through meditation mm. do you think it would be possible to have like a way of meditating when you are brushing your teeth or do you think it's not good to uh try and add it on to extra things like like, like when do you meditate straight after i get up in the morning okay and, and what does that look like like so, so just imagine it's um, well someone like me who who understands the word but doesn't quite understand the meaning can you break down a little bit of what it might look like for you when you meditate and maybe how one should start if they want to incorporate that in the morning um, I really do it straight in the bed when I get up um, maybe I'm a bit um, sleepish so I uh, check my phone first maybe mm -hmm. um, to get awake and then I sit down and um, there are different meditation techniques really um, I did transcendental meditation I did kundalini tantra meditation um, really getting to the point of thoughtless awareness mm. really nothing and just being maybe placing the hand on the heart and just feeling love mm -hmm. um, even when thoughts come um, just letting pass let them pass away again and um, staying in that space and just this rest for a few minutes it can be five minutes are already great wow and when you feel like longer when you have the time then 15, 20 minutes. Um, yeah, and that, that's basically enough, really. Mm. And I do something else, which I call the contract of bliss, um, that I read something every morning mm -hmm. to prime and program myself. Tony Robbins is doing that. He's calling it priming. Yeah. Um, S S uh, Sven, uh, Sam Ovens, he is doing that, like a, a mental rehearsal of the person he likes to be. Mm designing it and i do the same and it's very valuable so do you mean you're following a script or are you kind of just thinking out loud like if it's something like the person i want to be it, it'd be waking up and just talking about that person that you would want to be is it something like that um it is like a script mm. it is something i have written down it changes over time mm. i add things when i grow as a person i 
um, find more ideal words. So it evolves. Mm. And it is really um, my big visions about life. And I, um, as, as mental rehearsals, that I know where I'm going to at one point, still also having the harmony and the pleasure and the fulfillment now that this is not something attached to the goals in the future that I'm feeling fulfilled, happy every day now. You know, that sounds so awesome. And then my mind goes straight to what happens when that bad moment happens in your day? It's almost like, you know, when you diet or the old school people were like, you know, just eat the low fat food and then you fall off the bike and you end up eating chocolate bars and all those things. And you say to yourself, I'm going to start again tomorrow. But it's almost like, um, yeah, how do you be the best you need to be in the worst moment you know and and i wonder if that daily routine of talking to yourself and and having your script is like training so that when the bad moment comes you need you you know all you need to do is um, put yourself in a zone you know i've been thinking about that a lot about is there a trigger almost like hypnosis where you, if when the bad moment happens you say your you know whatever it is maybe it's like a prayer almost eh? maybe that's what praying is it's priming yourself <laughs> but um let's not get too deep right now but but something where you can cuz again all the theory sounds good until you need it you know it's like you can have all of the uh, martial arts training until you need it and then what takes over fight or flight that moment you know and and it just seems like um that's the piece that i think gets missed and all of this stuff is okay cool so on a perfect day when the sun's shining we can be good people what about in the worst scenario then what do we do then how does all of this help us and and hopefully um there's not too many horrible days but maybe there will be that one day and it just fascinates me you know like i guess that leads on to us as humans i was talking to my wife about I said to her this morning, I said, you know, life's pretty brutal. It can kick you down real easily and it can make you feel really good. And I said, I wonder what the point was of being conscious because, you know, why would it be good to know you're going to die? Why would it be good for us to realize that? And then I thought, well, look to the opposite answer, which is, well, because you know you're alive and you can enjoy the moment and look forward to Sasha coming over and talking. You know, those are things that maybe if you weren't conscious, um, like I was thinking about a rabbit and I was like, okay, so we still kind of live like a rabbit, like we eat. We want to have some type of relationship and, you know, do some stuff. Um but then we have this added bit, which is like, hmm, I might do some art now. I might sing. <laughs> I might tonight, I might go to a nightclub and dance with a group of strangers in a dark room to some music. And, you know, those are those are weird things. I mean, have you thought about the consciousness and w where are you in terms of um, are we just meat sacks rolling around in space or is there a plan or is it both? <laughs> I'm asking you the big ones today. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I like to think about them too. Um, first, um, what you were saying about the day when, when things happen. Mm. Um, one thing I really appreciate is having the trust and being compassionate with ourselves mm -hmm. as well. That um, things are happening and um, we are on a process. Um, we are evolving and um, 
being gentle with ourselves. So when something happened, just um, being at peace with it. Mm. Um, still, when we know where's the where, where we are going, having really the trust that it eventually will happen. Mm. Definitely, we arrive at those points. Um, and life itself is really what we make out of it. I feel one big of reasons or meaning of life is really to enjoy it and it is about um, the people we are connected with mm. like we are living together we are humanity and compassion is really such a interesting um, concept um, it's seeing beyond the differences be between each other mm. and acknowledging that we are together here that we are souls experiencing life and um, being in service to each other, that's um, yeah, a great tool, being compassionate to see the similarities and the mm. togetherness with us. Why does it feel like we're not doing that? Why does it feel like um, it's in today's society, there is a feeling, especially if you spend a bit of time online, that it's male versus female, it's black versus white you know it's like we're all it seems like in that space anyway the internet i don't know about real life i think real life is maybe a bit different but the internet kind of encourages us to team up and to you know find similar ideas and find similar ages and i guess that's something i'm worried a little bit about is that it doesn't seem like we're going to be spending less time online. And, for example, is the light from your screen the same as the light from the sun? Probably not. But we still call it the light, right? So there's a something missing there. And what happens if there's something missing there? It's almost like, um, you know, if me and you were born 20 years ago, there's a chance that we might be doing physical work and we kind of look at that today and think, hmm, I'm happy that my job is on my computer, but what are we missing? Because we're not lifting and sweating and, you know, feeling accomplished. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, there's there's definitely a feeling that um, of everything you said, we we know that. We know that there is a compassion for each other and we share a humanity, but... I mean, if you looked at America today, you wouldn't say that's the leading um, feeling that comes away from that country. Probably if you met individual people, you would realize that, oh yeah, that on a micro scale, we're, of course we're the same. Um, where do you, yeah, what do you think about that? Because the stuff you're talking about, um, particularly with meditation and self, self, um, acknowledgement that seems to be like a bit of the solution to all of this um other, all, all this other world which is asking us to pick a team you know what are your thoughts um i think that society um, has been informed in that way to think in that way and like i just wrote a book and in uh, researching for the book um, I found that 0.1% of the people in the world decree over more than 81% of the wealth. Mm. So there is a <laughs> very small minority of people who 
control and so they control which information is sent out to all people and life is the reflection of how we think mm. so all these occurrences and appearances in the outside world are a reflection of our inside world of our thoughts and yeah mm. and ideas we have and beliefs so it is really shifting into a new way of thinking to listen um, into ourselves and not being focused on the media and mm. the society and more on what is our unique gift our our purpose more listening inside and um, this is why meditation is really so valuable yeah are you optimistic about the future absolutely yeah it's getting better and better really yeah okay cool even more smartphones and all of that kind of stuff and and um you know like what i was saying about more time online you still think that the light will shine through yes yes absolutely um it's really how we are using it mm. um it can be used in so great ways so um it's a very new technology so when there are more people like Gary Vaynerchuk at mm. the event we have mm. met, um, he's like really an advocate of using it in a way, um, in, in a positive way to inspire a lot of people. And um, you are doing that as well. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I feel more and more people are doing that in a very positive, uplifting way. And the light is always shining through Mm, so. that's awesome now we're gonna do a quick advert because we've already already been going 20 minutes that goes quickly when you're Absolutely, talking yeah. having fun um let me ask you a quick question have you tried a float before no do you know what i mean when i say a float tank oh yes i did in amsterdam oh well you should do one here because ah. the sponsor of this podcast is a float tank company so we're going to set you up with one. Um, if you haven't checked out Float Culture, um, I made this little advert for you to watch. And then right in about 30 seconds, we're going to jump back, spend some more time with Sasha. Um, yeah, spread some more light around this room. <laughs> we think life is about having the latest phone. Self-driving car, a fat-free, carefree, think-free living, trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters. Guess what? 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 Life is way deeper than that. To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine, and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on. Engines, three, two, one, up and away. You see life is busy, but floating gives us a super-powered, hyper-charged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Sasha, your book. What what's your book about? Um, money, actually. Really? Yeah. How to make it? Um, How to use it? I think actually more making it because value and especially money is um, flowing to value. Mm. So it is really created. Um, like the book actually itself, I really wrote it and created it with nothing mm. like there was no money invested to create it right and now uh, it is available for others to read it and 
with a price. So in that way, creating a product out of nothing, then in this way, wealth and value is created. Mm. That's cool. That's maybe something where I've been thinking this morning. Um, so next week, I buy a caravan. And it's not a new caravan. It's the first version of what I... Because my dream is to have a mobile studio that I can drive to you instead of you driving all the way to me. <laughs> and we can sit and have a good chat. And, you know, I can even put some food on and, you know, have a little experience. Because that's what this podcast is about. It's trying to connect with someone and work out where do we all fit. But that came out of me following something that I would like to do for free. So I would do podcasting and I do do podcasting for free because the value I get is so good. It just happens that people pick up on your energy or your passion and then they're willing to put that into finance, you know, and it's this weird thing where um, I guess what I want to ask you is um, how did you know what you want to do and how did you start doing it? Because I don't actually know what you do, and maybe that's not fair that we put people into boxes. Because if you ask me what I do, I do a lot. <laughs> I do videos, I do podcasts, I do teaching, I do it all, you know. And I, I wonder if that's kind of evolution and process. That's the world we're coming into asks you to not, you're not a builder, you know. You can build, but you can also do programming and all these type of things. So. First of all, what do you do and how did you find your way there? Um, I feel we are very similar there. There are um, many different things I am doing. Mm. Um, I feel my main profession is currently professional acting. Cool. So, And that really just happened since I came to New Zealand. Cool. When I was living in Germany, um, I was living in a city where no media industry was. Mm -hmm. And that's really one great thing about Auckland why I love it so much here that all industries are present yep. and it's so good to go in any way um, besides I have always been writing books actually really since I've, yeah since more than seven years True. because I feel that it, it combines so many things it, with, through books we are able to reach a lot of people and mm. inspire them mm. um, same with podcasting and a book is i feel something sitting down and reading it it is really a very focused attention and mm. it leaves a profound imprint when we really take time to read a book and especially through writing um, we really um, go through what we have learned mm. and really make sure that it sticks to us yeah yeah, that's really interesting, eh? Because, again, maybe I'm a bit pessimistic, but I kind of feel like the temptation to read and write is becoming more, you know, almost like going back to hieroglyphs. We're going to use just emojis, and maybe that's just the cycle, you know? It started with pictures, it went through all this other stuff, and then it went back to pictures. Or maybe we can, you know, somehow find a way for technology to connect us through thoughts, you know, and it's almost like you had dial-up and now you have fiber. And we won't need to do that connecting, you know, through mind, eye, pen, or computer. We'll just be able to, like, download, which is scary, right? But it's also cool. 
it's almost like what I like about the internet is, um, you know, I, don't, I have some bad things to say about the internet, but a lot of good things, you know. And one of the good things is I feel like it is encouraging people to be real after, you know, okay, there's Instagram and all that kind of like selfies and, you know, duck face. And, um, <laughs> have you ever done a duck face? Don't answer that. <laughs> don't answer that. Um, but, but there's also this part where if you can get it right like Gary V it feels like that similar person to real life to camera to off camera and he's being rewarded for that because that's a good thing to be yourself you know and no one has to be like Gary V and do all that kind of stuff but you can be your own version of you and you know I like the fact that the Bill, Bill Cosby's and Harvey Weinstein's they're being found out and that's a fair thing for me. So I think you're lucky if you just, uh, that's where luck plays a part. Like what's their histories, right? Were they born like that or were they made that? And that's where I want to dig a, di- dig a bit deeper into what we are as humans, you know? Is that is that the plan that there's just a percentage of people who are evil and we have to deal with that? Or are we all born with that light and the light can be taken away because of, you know, maybe there wasn't a parent who um, introduced them to books or ideas. And, you know, I don't know where these conversations can be had on the internet, you know. I mean, it just seems maybe a little bit under under complicated online, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, oh, that's that, that's that box. And I thought we were moving away from boxes and um, what, who we are i thought we were moving into the space so um yeah a lot a lot going on there um hey what do you put on your boarding pass when you come into the country actor um it mm. happened uh, i became actor um after i arrived here mm. um i think author mm. i wrote on it yeah it's interesting eh? <laughs> yeah it's like the only place you ever have to put your job or what you do is on that. Um, yeah. Hey, have you got a podcast? Um, I do not yet. No. Why not? I always. I want to download. I want to download <laughs> you and listen, and you know, or, or do you help companies and people with like you know you were talking about a, a script or a mantra that you could. Um, do you help people with that? Is that something that people can pay you to to help them with? Um. Really not yet in a way in a, in a, in, a, in in that way not now I start now with doing more YouTube mm-hmm. I recorded quite many videos which cool. I upload step by step mm-hmm. um, and I'm also a big fan of sharing everything for free mm. I really give everything for free and I write books um, still everything can be found than in in videos as well Mm. um just books are in a very structured way and um the writer the author has put really a lot of um, his focused attention in writing it and putting it in the ideal words and that's why i think books are a really great way and um i mean i like really linkedin as a platform Mm. um if someone would be interested to learn about meditation um, in any way, um, I am happy to share. I just, yeah, I think it would be a great, you know, um, side business, 
because I I kind of like the idea of giving it away free. I do too. But I also like the idea that the places that need it the most seem to be the bigger companies. And they have the money. So why not give you the money so you don't have to do all the other side jobs and you can just focus on bringing, um, you know, maybe that big money can pay the resource for you to make it for many more. You know, it's like I would... I think that would be amazing. That's a fair deal. You know, the big companies leverage a lot of people and they take from a lot. So they should give back a lot, you know, and that's a way for them to keep their, you know, karma in check would be to empower someone like yourself to have a bit more freedom to, you know, think right. Like, you know what Gary Vee was saying, a hundred bits of content a day. <laughs> it's like, a that's a lot, man. Yeah. Between video, audio, picture, <laughs> and and even if you said, how would you make ten bits a day? Mm-hmm. That's fifty bits, you know, for five days. That's seventy bits for seven days. Now, if you had some resource and you had, um, you know, the time and the and the motivation, imagine how many people that could help. You know, so I definitely think you should have your own podcast because I'll subscribe and listen to it. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Um, okay, dude. So we're gonna kind of bring it in uh finish it up for now because i hope that we can have many podcast conversations and you know um i I don't know where this all goes but i definitely feel like um i want to do more in the community you know so something like if it's um almost like a ted style talk series but not fake you know like i love ted don't get me wrong but i heard a story about a friend of mine doing a TED talk and I won't name names, but he, he had to take like um, anti-anxiety drugs before doing his TED talk. And I'm like, see, that doesn't work for me because you're getting up there and being the best you can be. But two minutes before you went up, you were freaking out. And I don't think that's real. I think that's another episode of the Kardashians. You know, it's like, I don't think it works. I think, we have to work out how to be the same all the time and to be awesome all the time, you know, to be amazing all the time. And sometimes my wife reminds me, she says, don't be really nice to everyone on your podcast and mean to us in real life, <laughs> you know, and it hurts me when I hear it, but I'm like, yeah, I know what you mean, you know, save some energy for people in real life. Um, but it'll be cool to, to, to do more. I don't know what that means, you know, maybe just a crew of people, um, spending time with others, you know, and, and recording some of that or, or doing something like that. But what's one moment that um, blew your mind, you know? Do you have a moment in life where I kind of articulate it like you couldn't see the world the same way once you knew that? Um, sometimes it's a good moment, sometimes it's a bad moment. But I'm interested in, you know, what expanded your mind? What what blew it away? To be honest, um, I experienced ayahuasca in the Sacred Valley in Peru. Wow, that would blow your mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was that like? Um, it's it's was like waking up to the greater reality. Um, it showed me that the life we are living now is a, a dream of the so much bigger world up there before we were born and what we are doing now is just a dream and wow (laughs) what 
Can you talk us through the process a little bit? Because um, I've never met someone who's actually done it. I've only heard podcasts about people who have done it. So for those who have never heard that word before, what is it and what what is the experience? Um, I went to Cusco because I met one um, person who has just been there before. And it is a ancient sacred medicine really deep rooted into the amazon um, inca culture and the process is i was meeting with shamans i was fasting for a day even two two days prior to the actually day i was drinking a lot of um Himalayan salt water to clean the body that the medicine is not interfering with other things in the body and it was everything guided through a clinic very professional and I also had a friend who met me then on the actual day and she said like I'm always there for you mm-hmm. when anything happens I'm there and she was taking care of me and then it was finally in a room with um, four other recipients of the medicine and two shamans, one uh, nurse and two other people who were making sure they are the friends of the people. Mm. And then um, the shaman, when it was starting then at around eight in the evening, came around, gave everyone a thick liquor-like uh, drink mm-hmm. in, a, in a glass and I was drinking it. And... Then he was giving some prayers, um, coming around, feathering up with, and yeah, just blessing us for the upcoming experience and journey. And after 20 minutes, um, I started, I started the, the effect to feel. And then um, my friend came and gave me a lot of water, and I had to drink a lot of water because the medicine there was very strong, mm. and in that way, it has to come out. Um, so I was drinking a lot of water because it helps um, getting it out again. You mean through peeing? No. Um, Spewing? Yes. So, really? So that it comes out? Yeah. All, always? Um, um, you know what I mean? There's multiple ways for the body to get things out. <laughs> right. Um, there are also differences. Um, at other occasions um, the medicine is not as strong Mm. so it is said to stay in it is not always that it has to come out the way i experienced in peru um, there in the sacred valley it was like it had to come out and it had to be vomiting out and what do you think is it is it uh, traumatic in that moment absolutely not it's um, really part of the process and it's a healing um process it's getting rid of and letting out letting go of old things which do not serve us anymore really getting them out and then being open and free for everything that comes is that the missing link then to our modern day society that we don't have a way to because what that sounds like to me is how a bug sheds a skin Hmm. Um, and we don't really have that we have just um, this constant progression there's no letting go of things we have it mentally maybe you know getting over pain and all that stuff but it sounds like physical 
that there's a there's an actual different version of you that comes out after that, or like a butterfly, you know. Hmm. I wonder if that's what we're missing, and we don't have the, you know, the science doesn't know what to do with that. Um. Yeah, that's really interesting because it's really old practices too. Absolutely, yeah. And I think the key can be taking some of those, you know, because that's something I think about. Like, do we, in this age of trying to, you know, make everything better and more progressive, are we just shelving some of those really hard-earned lessons from the past? Because not all lessons are good, but some are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's really interesting. Um yeah, I don't know. A lot of people think about that stuff. So you could be someone people could come to talk to about that for advice? Absolutely, yes. Because that's something that, um, where does that stand? In, so were we Peru? That wasn't Peru, yeah. right. And, yeah. and it, I guess in those places it's um, all legit. And, it is. But you can't do it here. I th- um, um, I, I'm not... I think you can do it. Right. I do not know if it's... Um, for example, something similar, Ibogaine, mm-hmm. is completely legit in New Zealand as yeah. well. There are clinics where you can do it and I have not experienced it yet. Uh, yet I feel that this is something as profound. Because mm. um, I heard they're helping you know, people that have PTSD, you know, D, is it? Um, helping them to deal with that actually giving them a tangible thing to get it out. I don't know what that means. What are we getting out? <laughs> the darkness, is it? Probably. It shows, um, like with with that, I've heard that just taking it once makes us so clear about ideal and serving habits and which are not, that we just have the awareness in an instant and knowing that, Oh, this habit is really not for my ideal best self. So like I smoking just, or something. Like smoking, yeah. yes. What was the main differences you realized about yourself before and after? Um, I think the... The feeling that everything is fine, that even regarding dying, I'm absolutely at peace with it. In every moment, I love my life. I Anything that happens is absolutely fine. Anything which could happen, um, I'm absolutely fine with, with it and absolutely at peace. Mm, wow, that's a huge realization. Yeah. Okay, man. Well... This is intense and we need to do another episode sometime. Um, very interesting. Sasha, thank you for bringing the light to the podcast. And A pleasure, really. Talking and being open to share this moment. And, you know, it's it's cool, eh? This is a really cool, it's a really cool time. I feel optimistic. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Will. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot, and thank you for being with us. Yeah, go follow. Where's all your? Um, how can we? How can people connect with you? What's the best ways? Um, LinkedIn. I yep. really enjoyed it. I'm actually hosting a party um, on the 24th of November. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, and. I will do more videos and upload more videos now on YouTube as well. Cool. 
Sweet as well. Go check them out. And until next time we catch up, thanks again. Thank you.